0: IGN Playlist is a new home to your game library. Rate games, share lists, and log your game time powered by how long to beat. Sign up for early access today at playlist.ign.com.
3: This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief Sierra 117, and you're listening to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one
0: Xbox podcast. Now, finish this fight, Master Chief. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Podcast Unlocked. It's IGN's weekly Xbox show. This is episode 529. For February 1st, yes, 2022 is already 112th over with. I'm Ryan McCaffrey joined by the usual crew. Miranda Sanchez, hello.
1: Hello, happy February.
0: Stella Chung, how are you?
1: I'm good. I just got off, like, a six-hour Halo cast last night, so I'm exhausted, but I'm here.
0: <laughs> good. That's that's what we want. We want you playing more Halo. Excellent. Destin Legary, <laughs> how are you? Bam! Hey,
3: everybody. Slow uh, news day, huh, Ryan?
0: What's slow news day? Yeah, yeah, yeah always. Yeah. In the games industry, always <laughs> in 2022. Yeah, I did the math, uh, quick math. I mean, it's uh, not that hard. Even I passed that, having gone to journalism school, but... Eighty-five billion dollars worth of acquisitions have happened in the first month of 2022, and you you know the first two: Zynga from uh, Take Two picking them up, and of course Microsoft buying Activision for sixty-nine billion and change. Nice, but there's another big acquisition, and this one uh, did not go to Xbox. But it definitely is one that will, uh, ins- that will stir up some feelings for Xbox fans because, Destin, you know what? I'm just going to go to you because you, wh- while I uh, am extraordinarily well-versed in the studio's yes. back catalog, you've been playing their big game for the last, oh, what, eight years at this point? So take it away, Destin. What, what happened this week?
3: Yeah, so Sony has purchased Bungie in a really, really interesting deal for $3.6 billion. Uh, Bungie games are going to continue to release on everything, including competing platforms. Uh, Bungie will remain independent, but... Sony seems truly interested in their ability to make games like Destiny that release cross-platform. And this is a really, really interesting and exciting development on Sony's side, for for me anyway, because of how they're handling this acquisition and what it means for their strategies going forward. I'm really excited to talk about it with y'all on Unlock today.
0: Yeah, and this, this represents um, quite a pivot for Sony in a number of ways. I think very much indicative of their future present and future strategy rather than their past strategy, where in the past, I mean, every time Xbox has made an acquisition and there've been a number of those times over the last few years, the the discourse has been, well, if Sony had bought them, there'd be no question that their stuff would be exclusive. And uh, Miranda, now here we are, Sony has made a massive acquisition, $3.6 billion for one studio, uh, a a very much a, a top shelf studio. And the messaging very clear from the start, there will not be exclusivity to Sony platforms here.
4: Right. And I think that makes a lot of sense with Destiny because it's the same thing with uh, Mojang and Minecraft, right? Like this is an established game that's on multiple platforms. People have invested a lot of money in this. So you can't just say, all right, we bought this up and now we're going to put it all only on our platforms because that would one, kill the player base, uh, two, not help Bungie in any way. And three, uh, just be massively unfair and very anti-consumer and in a way that would put Sony and just the worst light uh so instead keeping them multi-platform is just what makes sense um we know that bungie is working on other projects i'm curious if but it wasn't clear to me whether they're saying like okay we're staying multi-platform but does that apply to the other ones as well it It
3: does does. does. okay yeah it does miranda bungie and sony confirm that Destiny and future games developed by Bungie will remain multi platform. And I have to wonder maybe you have some insight on this. Like, do you think this is partially due to Bungie's desire to start making movies and television shows? Like, what are your thoughts on that?
4: Uh- I mean, I don't think them being not multi-platform would prevent that from being potentially successful. I mean, you can see, obviously, we're about to get a big uh, Halo show, so that's not multi-platform, and it's probably going to do just fine. Like, you look at Pokemon, and that's been a long-running series, and that's exclusive to Nintendo. I don't think um, them trying to make a good show is limited to the platforms they're on, but that's, that's a separate thing deal altogether whether or not you can accomplish that basically the best video game show or movie or anything that's out there right now is arcane and i don't think anything's ever going to top that um anyway (laughs) that that's all aside um I'm well. one thank you for clarifying that because I I looked a few times I was like heard a few different descending things of like, is this actually applying to other things beyond destiny? And I'm glad and I wonder if that means that they are going to try to continue doing other service games. And that's what you know, maybe Sony is interested in saying, okay, well, Destiny's almost gone for 10 years, what happens when you do something new? I think I think especially because you have so many more competitors in this space doing different kinds of service games. Um, especially free to play games like the one that I always go to because it's my new love is Genshin Impact, which is technically a single player experience, but you can do co-op, you can get your friends involved, Um, but it's all free to play. And the way they support that game is really interesting in comparison to A lot of, I think, the other living service games, it's not about PvP, it's all Pv. it's all about their story, it's all about their characters, and I think they've really found such a great way to make that work, and so I'm kind of curious to see if we ever see other studios over here kind of try to do that a little bit more as well.
0: Yeah, Miranda, I had the exact same reaction you did, even after they came out and said, our stuff's going to stay multi-platform. My brain went right to, well, sure, Destiny will, but the next thing, there's no way. And then, sure enough, in Bungie's FAQ that they posted uh, that same day as the acquisition, they said, oh, future stuff as well. (laughs) Stella, I mean, you play a lot of service games. You play a lot of multiplayer games. Uh, What is your reaction to this, this big purchase here by Sony?
1: Uh, I mean, so I like—I really liked Destiny One and Two uh, for a while, but then I kind of fell off it. Sorry, Destin. <laughs> um, I, well, yeah. Everybody <laughs> thinks I'm
3: going to take that
1: personally.
3: <laughs> like, like I don't care. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's definitely interesting. I I do feel like uh Destiny definitely had a very big community that was on PlayStation. Um when it wasn't on PC, it was definitely PlayStation because a lot of my friends uh played Destiny One on the PS4 and and such. So I feel like it's not that surprising of an acquisition, but at the same time. Uh, Destiny has been kind of having content throughout, so I'm hoping that this just kind of spurs Bungie into making more, uh, maybe they can consult with Sony and be like, hey, what do you think we need to do? Or like, what do you think people want right now? What is in the market? Uh, but yeah, for future games, I mean, I can't even, I, I don't even know what they would do next. I I would love to see a new title come out from them. That's not uh, anything revolving around Destiny, but I don't know. This is an interesting acquisition. I feel like it kind of makes sense for uh, Destiny, at least. But yeah, for future titles, I'm not entirely sure what to expect.
0: Yeah, it's, it's you know, Sony has been a studio that has made its name on deep narrative single player games. Uh, whereas, you know, they really haven't had a big multiplayer uh like mega franchise for lack of a better term and yeah. and this certainly positions them uh, to, for for not just whatever Bungie's doing, but Destin, I think you know a big part of this is, as well is is Sony says they wants to they, they want to learn from and, and adapt uh, Bungie's technology to to other live service game projects and help them sort of branch out beyond just that single player narrative genre that they've they've done such a great job with. Yeah,
3: uh, some people have, uh, for some reason, criticized Sony for doing these amazing single-player experiences. And apparently Sony is taking that criticism to heart and saying, well, how can we offer a more robust catalog of games for our audience, including these massive live service games? And I'm really curious what they're going to do with this technology that Bungie has created. I don't think anybody has done a game like Destiny, tremendously well maybe warframe on console but um you know bungie's done just an amazing job of keeping the game alive uh consistent it's const- it's been in the top 10 on steam every day wow. since it launched basically like i looked i looked last night in the middle of the night and it was still number 10 with you know at least probably 40,000 people playing the game just on steam that's one of their their platforms so there's a lot to think about here, so Bungie has been looking for a media partner to expand the Destiny universe into television and movies. That's sort of what I was trying to allude to before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have to I have to wonder if this partnership is going to help um, speed up that process. In the Bungie post, they did say, hey, the first immediate effect you're going to see is that this is going to allow us to hire a ton of more people. And they have like yeah. 100 openings on their website to help them you know achieve their goals of furthering their expansion into multimedia for the destiny franchise i believe and then beyond that i'm really curious what sony is going to do with the technology like there was rumors that there was going to be a resistance game that was sort of uh open world like destiny i believe that was uh reported a while back if i remember correctly and While Bungie games might remain cross-platform, what does it mean for the other franchises in the Sony library and what are they going to do with that tech? There's something else at play here that I don't think people are seeing. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think uh, you make a good point about the the multimedia side. I mean, there's no or the transmedia side, I guess, would be a better <laughs> term for it. There's no there's there's not, nothing stopping Bungie from having done a deal with like Amazon, the way that you know we've got a Fallout TV show coming from Amazon or or, or any number of other streamers or, or studios. But yes, PlayStation definitely does have that whole arm uh, spinning up and and doing some big projects and. What's what's just really interesting about this acquisition for Xbox fans, which obviously we're we're hosting an Xbox show, is I mean, Miranda, is is anything going to change for Xbox fans with this Sony acquisition? It seems like maybe not.
4: No, no. so far, they I mean <laughs> if they're committed to multi-platform, then not really. I think it's just it's just funny. <laughs> Bungie has changed hands many times, and that's yeah. just an interesting part of it too because like you know they bought themselves out from activision they're like all right we're gonna be by ourselves we're gonna do our own thing we're changing up how we're doing uh microtransactions, our story stuff and now they're like uh let's go back to let's go to sunny let's go to sunny so I'm, I'm assuming they just needed maybe some more of that support infrastructure and obviously like you said dustin them posting all those listings for jobs immediately is pretty telling of that right like they do want to expand they do want to keep doing more um and you need people to do that so I guess getting teaming up with Sony is what's going to allow them to do it. That works for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, let's let's take a quick walk through what you just alluded to, which is <laughs> Bungie's fascinating history. I mean they're they are like they are like the the rare star player that has played for both the Yankees and the Red Sox, like both sides <laughs> of the rivalry, which just you just don't see very often. Obviously, Bungie started as an independent studio out of Chicago. Uh, They were acquired by Microsoft, moved out to Seattle and uh, completed Halo at that point, which they had been working on. And Halo, we all know what happened with Halo and what it turned into. And then uh, they fiercely fought for their own independence from Microsoft, spun out. And of course, as part of that deal, Microsoft kept the Halo IP and and started 343 Industries. But Bungie got to uh, move forward independently, which they have done very very well with with uh, Destiny and and Destiny. What are they? Are uh, last I I think I heard are they seven hundred something employees or is it even more at this point?
3: Oh I I don't even know. They are a huge huge studio.
0: Yeah, just a, a massive uh, AAA developer. I mean, yeah, you know, it's uh, they're one of the bigger studios as far as I am generally aware, but. So yeah, and then Amanda uh, mentioned the the Activision deal, which was not an ownership situation. They simply signed a a publishing <laughs> deal with Activision for Destiny, which uh, we have sort of since heard over the years that that didn't really go as as Bungie had hoped, and that relationship was was terminated early. And uh, then Destiny, they had a it was was it NetEase the the uh, Chinese
2: company yes. that that
0: yes. put a major investment into them for. Uh, for just, I don't know if it was for the next project specifically or or just in general.
3: They're making something for NetEase, and they also have another project in the works that they have sort of alluded to just on social media and such. So we know that there are at least two, if not three, projects in the works at Bungie right now. And yeah, this whole thing is really, really interesting because it is the first time that and you'll pardon me, go on a little bit of a tangent here. Please. Um, Sony is very clearly saying we're changing our business strategy. We're not just doing things that are about the console. They've been very clear about their, I wouldn't say unhappiness, but their desire to sell more than to 20 million users. They want to do PC games. They want to do apparently cross platform games. And, uh, Also, this isn't the end of acquisitions. Sony was also very clear that this is going to continue. Microsoft has also said that this is likely going to continue. And I think we're going to see continued consolidation across the industry. And I'm one of the very few people who are actually excited about that because I think our industry is going to see a reset point where new third-party developers are going to spring up and have an opportunity uh to to rise through the ranks people like devolver digital who are a great third-party publisher allowing all these smaller games to shine while all these other companies are going to sort of uh see a little bit of consolidation and i don't know it's just a really exciting time in my opinion to see cross-platform games to see people playing a little bit nicer within the industry and i think gamers are going to benefit at the end of the day
4: so sorry, real quick, if you don't mind me jumping in, Ryan, um, Please. one thing you said, Dustin, is that you're you saying how Sony wants to play ball and do cross platform, it felt like for so long, Nintendo and Microsoft were kind of dragging them through the mud to be like, hey, you want to? Want to do cross-platform? Nice. Yeah. Wanna do, no? Minecraft, okay. maybe? Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah.
4: It, it, it really took so long, I think, for Sony to come around on that. So I think maybe this this being part of it, and I'm sure that that's no small part, probably because of Bungie, too. Like, they're not going to say, no, you can't not have cross-platform for this. Um, but it, it seems like it's really taken Sony a long time to sort of get on board with a lot of these sort of bigger trends in gaming that is more so about unifying spaces, despite um, exclusivity or platforms. So I think that's, that's really important to note that that is a change. And I'm curious to see how they'll continue doing that moving forward.
3: I I totally agree with you, Miranda. Jim Ryan's messaging on all the posts yesterday are night and day from what Sony has been saying for years. (laughs) First off, I want to be very clear to the community that Bungie will remain an independent and multi-platform company. That's his quote, Mm -hmm. right? And for so long, it's about like, uh, you know, things only on the PS5 and console only and, it's, it's just such an interesting change in tone, and I, it has me so excited for the future of games.
0: This week's podcast Unlocked is brought to you by NordVPN. Hey, if you're watching a lot of sports like me and you hate blackouts, NordVPN is a great way to go. You can use NordVPN, a virtual private network, to watch live sporting events
3: how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream.
0: So if you like funny, true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. And I think you're both really alluding to it here, too, uh, with, with regard to Sony's future and, and really all of gaming's future. It's PC. you know, Microsoft embraced it. I mean, if you go back pretty far, like, you know, you go back five, even 10 years, Microsoft had been saying, we're going to take PC seriously. We love PC. And it really was the boy who cried wolf. They, they would consistently say (laughs) it, but never actually do it. And then they finally got serious about it uh, several years ago, and they have walked the walk on that. And now Xbox is PC, PC is Xbox. There's, there's just no line there. It is one ecosystem, regardless of whether, You've got a mouse keyboard and monitor in front of you or a console and a television in front of you. And Sony has has really stayed focused on the more traditional console like just stay stay, you're gonna use our box and that's it. Uh, and they have resisted PC, but we've even seen with them where they've started to port or allow ports of some of their big first party games well after the fact, not day and date. But even that seems like it's starting to change, Miranda.
4: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what I look forward to, too. Um, I'm obviously very lucky to be able to have all the systems. And although I do like being able to play things on my PlayStation when I get get the chance to, sometimes I also want to play it on PC and it's just a different experience, right? Uh, But granted, not... Everyone has the ability to have a high end PC that's gonna, you know, do all the bells and whistles. So that's why we have consoles too, right? Like consoles are that gateway to have a unit that can play your games beautifully without having to worry about why is this piece not working? Why did this take five minutes to boot up? Like, PC gaming is such a pain in the butt. But you know, (laughs) you know it's nice to have the option and i think that's such a big part of it too and i mean i think it does really well for sony like if people haven't played sony games or never had a sony system and then they get to play their game on pc and like oh y'all weren't kidding about how good god of war is and then you have somebody who's more interested in in that game or series and they'll maybe invest in a sony system or they'll just keep buying any sony games that come out on pc so it's just really about opening i think gateways to other people to your franchises but I hope they keep doing it because I like it.
0: It's uh, it's worth pointing out, and I don't want this to be interpreted as a, like a console fanboy comment, but <laughs> just just to kind of compare, like we, I, I did look, and I wasn't the only one. The uh, stock prices of Microsoft and other companies didn't move with with this, uh, perhaps because of the clear multi platform commitment, whereas we did see we we reported it on IGN and. As many others did, that Sony's stock uh, took a hit the the day that the Microsoft Activision uh, uh acquisition announcement was made. So you know it's it's just kind of interesting to see how different facets of the industry, whether it's you know customers, gamers, or whether it's investors, shareholders, uh, how everyone kind of reacts to all these moves as they continue to get made. Uh, Destin read the first part of Jim Ryan's statement on that, Jim Ryan being, of course, the head of PlayStation. He said, I want to be very clear to the community that Bungie will remain an independent and multi-platform studio and publisher. As such, we believe it makes sense for it to sit alongside the PlayStation Studios organization, which we've heard Microsoft say that exact same thing, Phil with regard to Activision and Bethesda, for that matter. Uh, And we are incredibly excited about the opportunities for synergies and collaboration between these two world-class groups. I've spent a lot of time with Pete Parsons, Jason Jones, and the Bungie management team to develop the right relationships where they will be fully backed and supported by Sony Interactive Entertainment and enabled to do what they do best, build incredible worlds that captivate millions of people. And Bungie, as a team saying uh, this statement, quote, we remain in charge of our destiny. I'm sure that word choice was very (laughs) intentional. We will continue to independently publish and creatively develop our games. We will continue to drive one unified Bungie community. Our games will continue to be where our community is, wherever they choose to play. Uh, Now, another part of this, to kind of turn this a little more seriously for a minute Um, and actually I'll I'll go to Stella here first because I feel bad I haven't called on Stella much so far this this episode (laughs) but you know Microsoft as we talked extensively about just two shows ago Microsoft inherits a very uh, difficult and toxic workplace culture situation with Activision Blizzard and Sony inherits a very difficult and toxic workplace culture situation with Bungie and and Stella I'm kind of curious like it's It is now like we need to hold these two major first party publishers very accountable for for walking the walk on making these these new companies that they've acquired better.
1: Yeah, that's going to be really interesting. I mean, especially when we heard that Xbox was acquiring Activision Blizzard, I'm pretty sure everyone was like, "Okay, well, what is going to happen with the uh, with the chair people? I mean, what what's going to happen there? Uh, are we going to change things from the inside out, or are things going to stay pretty much independent?" And I mean. With what Jim Ryan said, he said that it's it's very independent, right? So I wonder how they're going to manage that exactly. Um, of course, they'll have open conversations, and I'm sure that they will have uh, the right communication. But it's like, where where is that going to go? How much of that is going to be um, also communicated with the uh, community? Because I feel like the community also deserves to have uh, clear translations of what's going on within the studio. Um So I don't know. It's just one of those things where like you think about it now and you're like, this is a lot for these companies to handle right now, especially with right off the backs of the acquisition. And of course, we're not going to see any like clear results right away. So it's just going to be like a wait and see and hold them accountable sort of situation. Um, So we can only just say what we're hoping, right? Like we don't know what's going to happen. So.
0: Miranda, your thoughts on on the you know these these workplace cultures that need to change for after these after these major industry acquisitions from Sony and Microsoft?
4: Right. I think we we've talked at length about Microsoft, but with Sony, I think I'm just more curious to see what sort of involvement they have. It seems like very little, if anything, just based on Bungie's statement about being really independent and kind of having their own thing going but even if they're, like, they're creatively independent how does that change other things so I think it's again as Stella said more of a wait and see of, of their approach to how they integrate Bungie into their infrastructure.
0: And Destin you got to figure that the clear line of independence that Bungie is like they are putting up uh, uh, maybe just a chain link fence maybe not a barbed wire fence between them and Sony but you've got to figure that their their previous history of being owned by Microsoft, and then later having this deal that didn't work out uh, like they'd hoped with Activision had to have influenced the terms of this deal and and the independence that they will maintain.
3: For sure. It's a really, really interesting interesting deal, to say the least. Uh, on the topic of the, the harassment and such that was revealed, the gamesindustry.biz article actually did ask that question. And the quote was, Uh, was this a point of concern during the acquisition? Uh, Jim Ryan said, this is an area that Sony takes incredibly seriously. We hold ourselves to extremely high standards throughout the organization and with the businesses that we partner. This is something that I've been incredibly sensitive to right from the start of the conversations. And I have been nothing but impressed and I have nothing but the highest praise for the way that Bungie organizes and conducts itself. There are a number of areas that Sony can learn from Bungie. Philanthropy is a cornerstone value. And I think that speaks to everything. And then they also referenced how they basically terminated a lot of the people who were named in those accusations, and kind of uh, have been working to correct those issues.
0: In the, uh, I should point out the IGN report by our own Rebecca Valentine, a phenomenal piece of reporting.
3: Yeah. We're referenced in the game yeah, industry, the, the directly
0: office. affected change <laughs> at Bungie, which uh, which Rebecca should be very proud of to, to have uh, helped, helped make hopefully a, a positive step forward for the culture at Bungie. So, um, you know, before we move on to, uh, I want to talk about the Halo TV series, we've got a release date, we've got a trailer, but I just kind of want to go take a minute to look back. Cause I wrote an editorial on this yesterday after the, after this, this news broke, I, you know, my initial reaction to bun to Sony acquires Bungie was, well, that's it for that's it for Bungie on Xbox. And then as it became clear that that actually wasn't the case, I still found myself kind of looking back uh, just kind of with gratitude at, the, at what Bungie has meant to Xbox, even though thankfully it seems like we will continue to, to see Bungie games on Xbox. Uh, so I wrote a little piece about that on IGN, but I kind of just want to go quick, quickly around the table Uh, you know, what are your fondest memories of, of Bungie's contribution to Xbox and, and Miranda, I'll start with you.
4: Uh, Well, when you think about that, it's just like, well, thank you for Master Chief. Thank you for that first adventure that made me fall in love with first person shooters. Like honestly, um, Halo combat evolved means so much to me and I have dragged so many of my friends who don't play first person shooters into Halo because of that, or like just, into other things just because it was such a game that you can just replay and really guide people through so um it also was like a really important moment for me and my dad so it just it means a lot to me personally so i'm glad to have had that experience
0: Cell, i know you're a little newer to halo in general but you've also spent a lot of time with destiny so curious to hear your thoughts here
1: Yeah, I think honestly, the first Destiny game, I met a lot of friends through that. I mean, through doing uh, dungeons or like, and I don't know, it was just really fun. Like, it was just one of those times in my life where I think back to like, oh, I stayed up really late just running things with friends. Oh, and I got really uh, into PvP uh, in that game, which made me realize like, oh, yeah, I am competitive. So thank you to Bungie for that, uh, for feeding my competitive side. Um, But yeah, I I think that is my um, most fond memory. Uh, of Bungie, I guess, because, like, I I really did meet so many nice and sweet people that I still talk to uh, to this day from playing Destiny 1, so, yeah.
0: And Destin, I, I know you've played a lot of Halo in your time. I don't want to discount that, but I, I would venture to uh, guess that you've probably spent more time uh, with Destiny at this point than than any of the Halo games. Probably at this point,
3: yeah, because <laughs> of the nature of how Halo works, you know, but, um, Halo 3 and the Halo franchise is why I'm in the industry today. I did a user movie for a contest with Halo 3's engine where you can actually create stuff. And I I won the GameTrailers.com contest, got a gift card, bought a camera with it, and I continued making content. So I've always been intertwined with Bungie's legacy games, and then as many people know, I started Fireteam Chat and hosted that show for seven years, and I was able to bring on a ton of great guests and you know uh, bring people from the community forward. And the community was incredibly welcoming. There's been uh, talking about philanthropy, like the the Bungie Foundation, you know, doing charity work and the Guardian Con that you know the community actually started and raises a ton of money for charity. Um, so for me personally. It's, it's sort of been this this journey over the last decade or longer watching Bungie grow and sort of my, strangely, my career uh, keeping very close tabs on what they have done. So this is a really interesting story. Bungie continues to land an interesting deal that is unique and only a way Bungie, I think, could manage to, to do it. And I can't wait to see where they go from here.
0: Yeah. And for me, I, you know, I'm not even sure that I would be here uh, without <laughs> Halo. in just in the sense that, I mean, I, I wanted to work for a games magazine or, or a games website when I got out of college. I, I knew I was laser focused on that dream goal. But I mean, and I landed at official Xbox magazine, but the Xbox probably wouldn't have made it without Halo because they're just that was the reason for those of you that weren't around at that time, I mean, that was the killer app. That was, you know, you had the PlayStation two and you had the Nintendo, you had the N64 before the, and then the GameCube came around and it, it was, you know, here's Microsoft trying to worm their way into the console space. And it, they, Halo was the, the thing that did it, that that gave them that foothold. And without it the xbox might have just sputtered out and and failed and not survived for now 20 years so uh i am very grateful to to bungie and to halo uh and i'm really curious even though i don't play destiny anymore i played 1 when it <clears throat> first came out and and 2 i ran the campaign when that came out but i haven't i haven't really stuck around for the long tail stuff but I, I'm excited to see what Bungie does next, and I'm glad it's still going to be available on Xbox, seemingly, and available to play on friends on any platform. That's the best part, that cross-platform nature that they have committed to. So um, good stuff. I mean, congratulations to, to Bungie and, uh, you know, very, very forward-looking deal by Sony here. And and as you guys said Neither company has said they're done. Uh, we, we will probably be talking about Microsoft <laughs> buying somebody else next week, and maybe, and, and Sony, I'm sure, will be the Beyond Crew, the podcast Beyond Crew, will uh, we'll be talking about the next acquisition before too long as well. Uh, next up Halo, the TV series, Paramount Plus. We got a new trailer with the uh, NFL playoffs over the weekend, the AFC Championship game. That trailer debuted. It is, of course, now online. I trust by now you've all seen it. We have it here if you're watching on video with us on uh, YouTube.com slash IGN Games. And we have a release date, and it's it's not too far out, March 24th. This will be streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Let me go to Destin first. Your reaction to the trailer, Destin? There is a lot to chew on here. Yes. Uh, I have a very unpopular
3: opinion about the trailer. Um... So first of all, my first reaction was, so Steve Downs didn't do the voice of Master Chief. Right. But Jen Taylor did the voice of Cortana. And then my my take on the Cortana shot, the two second shot of Cortana was that I don't think that the post effects were finished on the shot. I think it still needs needed like lighting work or something because you mean it because she's looked,
0: not blue. <laughs> no,
3: no, no. I, I don't think the answer of make her bluer is the correct answer. Like the, the shot to me, it looks sort of flat. I love that Jen Taylor is the actress. I think she is a perfectly well, cast when you person. hear
0: her, it's just yeah. like for a Halo fan, that's when you get yeah. the goosebumps on your arms.
3: Yeah, yeah. But when I look at the shot, I'm like, that's just a person. You know, it, it's not a program. And I'm curious what they're going to do about that. There's some light effects on her hair. I think they did something with her, her contacts and her effects on her eyes. But I, I am curious if we're seeing an unfinished uh, shot from the final show. Is yeah there's the shot of of cortana there, and most people totally disagree with me, but that's that's my two cents on it
0: Stella you you' look, you look like you're chomping at the bit <laughs> on this
1: I mean okay here's the thing like it could be a sonic situation right where they do listen to feedback and maybe they go back and finish some things but I think we I think, are looking yeah. at a pretty almost finalized cut here, and I look i i I'm going to reserve judgment until I actually see it. Like, this is, this is how I am with things, right? Like, I, I have feelings of, about seeing trailers and such, but I always reserve judgment until I see the finished product. Um, and I know that this is not supposed to be uh, part of the current canon, which is right. fine, so they can do whatever they want with it, which is great, right? Um, I think it looks fine. <laughs> I think there are certain scenes where it does look slightly like... Um, like it's on a sci-fi budget you know what i mean like that show yeah, sci-fi the- yeah, to the CW. Yeah, sci-fi channel yeah. yeah there are a few scenes where i'm just like okay i feel like that could have been budgeted a little bit more but i also understand that this is going to be like the first season and i mean first seasons of every show like tend to have not as much uh, backing. But this is also Halo. So I go back and forth a lot. I think it looks fine for what it is. But I do think that there could have been a little bit extra flair added. Um, As for the Cortana shot, I think Cortana looks fine. Like, I know people are kind of upset that she's not blue, that she doesn't look more digitalized. But I'm like, honestly, with the way that they're presenting this show, with the way that the whole show looks, I think she fits um but yeah again the thing that i keep coming back to something about it just feels a little like yeah i don't know cw budget-esque so that's that's kind of where i'm at i think honestly the setting looks great i think it's fine um the weapons i know some people were mad about like the weaponry and i'm like no it's fine like they're still humans it's okay like whatever that's not what i'm concerned with um i guess even if even if the budgeting doesn't look great, I what I'm going to be most concerned with is the story because nothing turns me off more than like a really poorly written story. And I feel like I feel like Halo has always nailed the story, except for five, which everyone tells me is the worst one. So um yeah, as long as they nail it, I'm fine with with this. Because then that means that if they if they bring a good story in, then we can get a season two that might be higher budget. And I'm fine with that. But that's currently where I'm at right now.
0: <laughs> Miranda, how about you?
1: I love the covenant i think they look great
4: that's probably really hard to do so i was just like yeah these we look they're looking great i'm curious to see what they do with sort of the backgrounds of the spartans because that seems to be something they're leaning into like you have that one character uh the human character who's just like a spartan helping us and i was like "Ah." (laughs) i mean yeah that's what they do but also my friend very aptly reminded me like at the beginning the Spartan project was part of partially put together to put down insurrections. And it was just convenient that the covenant came along and they're like, Oh, well, no, we're yep. using them for, for heroes or heroes. They're not, <laughs> you know, putting down rebels. Um, so it's, it's kind of, I was like, okay, yeah, that's a, that's a fair point to remind me of um, though. I, I'm kind of curious how they frame a lot of this. Cause I don't see the Spartans as like very, existential beings of of people who are like, well, we were created for this one thing. Like they're, they're not going to get deep like that. And I kind of don't want to see them delve into that, which is what it seems like they're doing. And I'd rather have people around them speculate and have that drama and it not be at the heart of them. Cause I think that's just the, the way they are written is very unique. And I like that kind of stoicism and they all have different personalities, but the drama around their creation, I think is best left to people outside of them. And I think that's where it's more interesting and they're more, I guess, focused on their fight and how they become better and how they can work together and how they can preserve themselves. Um, Anyway, that's just my own take on like Spartan lore and such. And I think there's a lot that goes on, of course, in the books and stuff that I haven't quite read as much. And I think that they're trying to kind of bring to light here too, because you don't really get into the Spartan program as much in the games. Like they're, is stuff of that but it's not as heavy and it seems like that they're really trying to lean into that here um another interesting storyline looks like is that there's this one woman who looks like she's very pro-covenant this one this woman Her, you're watching yeah, yeah with the, with the bl- black suit and then also like there's a tentacle that sort of looks like it's from the flood Blood, i'm like yeah. are we we throwing up some flood in here is she Is she possessed? Is she part of the grave mind? Like, what's going on here? So I like that through line. Like, I'm really curious to see how someone is trying to essentially manipulate humans. Because before, I think the Covenant are very just, you know, as the Covenant, we're just very anti-human, like, through and through. Like, there's no partnership there. Um, So I'm curious to see how all of that plays out as well. And seeing, like, what little bits of the story and more that we know that they're changing to tell their own, you know, silver screen story.
0: Yeah, it does seem like uh, this is being set ver- like at the beginning of the war, like when we're going to see the Covenant just show up. Uh, we we saw there's there's definitely going to be a flashback action to when the kids the, the kids were abducted and then uh, put through Spartan uh, augmentation. So it, it does seem like we're early in the, the Halo timeline and it'll be it'd be eager to see what changes that they what liberties they take with it. For the purposes of a show. Now, the one thing that I, this I didn't really realize it till the second time I watched the trailer, but the forget about the look of Cortana. If you don't know the game already, if you are just coming to this as, oh, I'm watching a football game and here's a big new TV show on Paramount Plus and you watch this trailer you have no idea who Cortana is, or even that she's an AI from this from this commercial. It, it, but but she's referenced throughout. Like you know, at the end, uh, Pablo Schreiber, who plays Master Chief, and we can talk about his voice, the the Chief voice, in a second. Uh, he's just like Cortana. I'm gonna need you now. And like, if you're just watching this, you're like, why? What's her deal? She is just yeah. like she's just a a person with a slightly strange you know a uh, sort of sci-fi appearance what's what's her deal so um i got a kick out of that just kind of the, the lack of context that a lot of people will have when they watch this but uh yeah i've seen a lot of re- reaction negative reaction to the lack of steve downs and i certainly share the disappointment i mean it's in a helmet he's there's no moving moving of lips they could they absolutely could have cast Steve to do <laughs> any dialogue with the helmet on no. and then when it's off, you know, it could just be Pablo Schreiber but um no. I'm I've I've accepted like I <laughs> actually had previously just come to terms with it. I don't have a problem with with the chief voice here like it's, you know, it's a gruff dude. So uh, w- you know, we, we've only heard just a couple of lines from this trailer but Um, I don't know if anybody else is is particularly bothered or not on the panel by the (laughs) the chief voice situation. Stella's laughing.
1: I'm fine with it. I feel like, yes, of course, it is missing that gravel, right? But I think it's fine. Again, we don't know where exactly – like it seems like this is kind of – Um, it's the introduction of Cortana. So I'm just like, you know, maybe, maybe this is before he started to see a lot more of uh, what was bad in the universe. So whatever, maybe that's like, this is his origin story. Okay, whatever. I'm fine with the voice. Just listen, just give me a good story. Like up the budgeting, just fix the lighting. I'm good. (laughs) So. Uh,
0: Miranda, any thoughts on, uh, Mr. Schreiber here?
1: It's
4: so jarring at first. I was like, wait. Oh, that's supposed to be Chief. <laughs> oh, and that's just kind of my reaction. But then here, it's, oh, fun, and no. it's just like, oh, OK. And, and that's just the way these things go, right? Like, you're not going to have the same voice actors usually for this, this sort of production. It's it's just so separate, although it would have been cool. Because like you said, he's wearing a helmet. Why not? <laughs> well,
0: See Jen Taylor was, was cast later. Remember, she came in. Yes, she was yes. not the ar- part of the original cast. She was added. So, uh, Destin?
3: (sighs) Uh, I have a theory. I think the helmet's coming off. Probably, really?
0: at no, some point. No.
2: Yeah. Well,
3: they cast this great actor to play Chief. They don't use Down's voice because that would be weird if he takes off the helmet and he has a totally different voice.
2: <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I
3: think they're establishing mm. this is Master Chief. This is the voice actor, and that helmet's coming off. And they're going to dive yeah. into the story of John and uh, what he went through during the augmentation process. And don't forget, there's the whole storyline. Like a lot happened before they were augmented, mm-hmm. and they put on that yeah. armor. So. I think they're going to allow that actor to shine just like they let the Mandalorian shine.
0: Yeah. You know, there's going to be a, a, like a whole flashback, an entire episode. It's going to be like episode yeah. three or four. Yeah. Probably where it goes back and it's, and it's them going through Spartan training. before. Yeah. Like, Remember
3: our first mission.
0: Yeah. Oh, like, God. Exactly. Totally, You know, that's coming. But I guess the the Ooh. one other thought about Steve Downs and the voice that occurs to me is like, I, I was, um, when I was writing that little sort of ode to Bungie that I put up on IGN yesterday after the, after Sony acquired Bungie, I was watching, I wanted, I was going to find a specific scene and it was the end of Halo one. And when I went back and, and looked at that, cause it's, it's chief going, uh, I think we're just getting started. And, <laughs> and you listen to it and like Steve Downs, as, as we all like, that was 20 years ago. Steve Downs is, is not a, a young man at this point in time. So, and I, I say that with, with full respect, he's got, I mean, his voice has got that even deeper uh, sort of authoritative pitch to it now, but that's kind of my point is to your point, Destin, of this being earlier in the halo timeline of, of, you know, when the covenant first show up 2552 ish that, Maybe they just kind of thought maybe they I'm sure they considered Steve and like, well, do we have him? Do we see if he wants to be a part of this and do the voice with when the suits on? But they might have thought, well, you know what? This is supposed to be a like 20s or 30s aged Master Chief. And Steve Downs is let's see here. Steve (laughs) Downs. I want (laughs) to say he's like late 60s at this point C71 so wow. uh, they they might have just thought well you know what that might just not quite be a good match for what we what we're trying to do whereas in the games it's fine Chiefs, Steve ages but we're moving further along in the in the timeline with with master chief too chief's getting older so it still works with the games but uh, I'm excited about the show i mean it may you know maybe stella's worst fears We'll Come to fruition, and this is going to be like a bad sci fi channel show with a terrible story, and it'll just be like laughably terrible. Like, um, which one is it, Destin? The, the which the, the lock, other Halo, the one the that focuses Nightfall? on lock. yeah, that
3: was the that was the terrible one, I yeah. believe. Well, like, there was that's... the one that was okay.
0: There was the one that was. Fine. Nightfall. Yeah. Nightfall Awful. is like Nightfall is the is like the worst case scenario for this yeah. for this oh, TV no. show. <laughs> Hopefully it's going to be better than that. And maybe it will be excellent. I mean, they sure as heck have I, taken I just want a long time with it. And there's clearly there is a, a good bit of money put into this. So we there's shall so see. Many,
3: there's so many great stories mm. that they could do. I'm sorry, Ryan.
0: No, no, please. Yes. So March 24th, uh, and we will. Obviously be talking more about that TV show here on Unlocked as time goes on. All right, so let's see here. We are starting to run a little bit out of time. Let me quickly go over, I'll just mention Game Pass for February. So this week, Contrast, Dreamscaper, and Telling Lies. Those are all on the third, which is Thursday. Next week, Besiege, in Xbox game preview. Crossfire X, which Destin and I have talked about. Uh, Before, I will leave it at that, Uh, Edge of Eternity on the 10th as well, along with Skull the Hero Slayer, which is supposed to be pretty good, along with The Last Kids on Earth and The Staff of Doom, which might win the award for longest title of the month on Game Pass. (laughs) Uh, The week of the 14th, Ark Ultimate Survivor Edition and Infernex, which I am not familiar with. Mm -hmm. And then Games with Gold for February have been announced as well. Uh all month long, broken sword five, the serpent's curse from the middle of the month to the middle of March is Aerial knights never yield another game I'm not familiar with hydrophobia I am that's in the first half of the month, and band of bugs in the second half of the month uh all right, with that, miranda, I'm sorry, we're gonna I think we're gonna have to hold off on on the nail polish for one Dang more it. show.
4: <laughs> the I clock think is
0: they, the clock they is
4: were delivered. Dead during this show okay good (gasps) So
0: maybe we'll get to see it next on next week's show then
4: i'll use all of them i have six six halo opi nail polish coming in You can see it here just look out so that's
0: that's a teaser for next week's show we will get to that uh and and like i said i'm sure we'll be talking about whatever the next acquisition is on next week's show uh unlock block trivia time hey look uh, I totally forgot to put anything in there. Let me see if I can grab a question real fast. Ah!
4: Can I talk? Uh, can I can I rant about nail polish while we're waiting? Please do. Is this the yes. time? Okay, so if you guys are unaware, I'm so excited about this because I am someone who very much loves nail polish. Um, I used to like do like nail polish art in college and stuff. And I remember one time I was going to a gaming event and I was really excited because I did my nails really nice. And so Microsoft has teamed up with the nail polish brand OPI to do a special collection of Xbox themed nail polish. Thank you for that image. Um, And they also have like a special Xbox controller, but you can't buy it. You had to win it. And I did not win it. Uh, Anyway, uh, one of the reasons that this is just so exciting to me is that it's it's one of those moments you feel very seen. I, I know folks do and don't love gaming partnerships with other things to get codes for things but for me i actually think it's sort of a weird fun celebration sometimes so like for instance whenever call of duty rolls in i always get my doritos and my mountain dew once a year every year that's it um And so growing up, like OPI was just such a kind of prestige nail polish brand. And I remember when they did a Katy Perry collaboration for Teenage Dream and I was like, I had to have it. And so seeing this happen of like a full collection of Xbox themed things with codes. So I'm going to have a beautiful glittery purple Spartan soon. Uh, because of this collaboration, they can also do some force of things, but that's that's not as exciting as is, is the Halo one. Um it, it just really means a lot to me to see that. And it just feels like, hey, uh folks who want to wear nail polish and look like real cool your game, gaming, here you go. And and that's, that's just something that's so exciting. So
0: I was I'm loving that. So if you're watching on that. video, you're seeing our super producer Kate has put up an image here uh showing off some of these these uh these polishes. I'm loving that Halo one there on the the blue on that bottom left there with the just like the the Halo ring and the, the O in Halo. That is cool. Mm-hmm. That's like it's like sort of understated. It's not like blatantly obvious, like you know, the Xbox logo on the, the top <laughs> image there. That's a little, you know, it's very blunt, <laughs> which, you know, you might be into. But yeah, I, I like the sort of subtlety of that of that Halo one there that's going on. All right, yeah. so Miranda, thank you. We will look forward to seeing that. That's a good subscribe to us on YouTube because we have as much fun on video as we do on audio. YouTube.com slash IGN Games and Miranda will show those off for us on next week's show. And I do have a trivia question. It's from Lewis in Kent, England. Thank you so much, Lewis, for sending this in. This is a good one. I, I did look at this and I was like, wow, I actually he stumped me, even though I should have known this. So oh. we'll see if you guys can come up with it. So which of these four games was not worked on by a now acquired Xbox studio?
1: Oh God. <laughs> so, no, right. This is a okay. good, this is
0: good. So, and I'll, I'll walk you through all of it at the end. But so one of these was not worked on by a studio that Xbox now owns, which one Spider-Man web of shadows, X-Men destiny, Disney Infinity 3.0, or Transformers Fall of Cybertron. I will go to Stella first this week. And a reminder, no! <laughs> all of you are tied with one point here as we go into the second month of the year. So it's anybody's game.
1: Okay, can you repeat them? Because I don't see it yes. in the doc. So okay. pick
0: the okay. one. This, we're looking for the game that was, that, that was worked on by a studio that hasn't been acquired by Microsoft. Okay. Spider-Man Web of Shadows. X-Men Destiny, Disney Infinity 3.0, and Transformers Fall of Cybertron.
1: The first one? Spider-Man. Yeah.
0: Okay. Stella's going Spider-Man. Miranda, I'll go to you next.
4: I'm going to do X-Men.
0: Okay. Going X-Men. Destin, how about you?
3: Beanox made Web of Shadows. War of Cybertron was done by High Moon Studios. Um... I don't know who made X-Men Destiny off the top of my head. I'm trying to remember the box I art. Uh, I don't think they would have acquired Disney Infinity. So I'll say a C. studio
0: that worked on is just just remember to keep that in mind.
1: And
3: okay. the
0: fine
1: well, I
3: know.
0: <laughs> I,
3: yeah, Microsoft acquired them. I can't remember if Sony or Microsoft acquired Beanox. Well, we um, I'll, I'll stick with C, Ryan, because it's don't either with, X-Men or okay. Disney. Yeah.
0: All right, Disney. See, I, I had it narrowed down. So you, you were right on, Destin. So you got uh, A and D are Activision Studios. So yeah. those are those are covered. Okay. Um, Disney Infinity 3.0 was uh, was worked on by a few different studios. Sumo Digital did the racing portion. Uh, Avalanche, who is owned by... Uh, who are they owned by? They're now? independent still. Uh, they're I'm still independ- okay, I they're independent. They were, yeah. I thought they were owned by... Um, Square, but in any case... Oh, they so, might be, but
3: they're doing contraband. Wait, but
0: uh, he, okay. Who else Who else worked on Disney Infinity, which I had forgotten? Ninja Theory. Oh. Oh. or Contributed to Disney Infinity. So, uh, the answer is B, X-Men Destiny, Miranda. Hey! Miranda. I knew who like, worked, on, who that worked was, on that one? That was Silicon Knights, who did make no an Xbox-exclusive game in the form of Two Human... The mm-hmm. the uh never became a trilogy trilogy. Uh <laughs> that wasn't exclusive, but they were never acquired by Microsoft. So huh. uh, that, that was Knights. that's a that's a deep question, deep cut from Lewis, but nice a good one. Job. And Miranda, you mm-hmm. have emerged victorious this week, so bravo. I had Silicon b- Knights. Sorry.
4: Oh, I was just gonna say I had a big hunch it wasn't Disney Infinity, because I remember a lot of studios working on that. I was like, hmm. It's not going to
0: be that one. That one's the one you think it would be, but it's not. Yeah, yeah. Yay. That was uh Disney Infinity was a big thing for a for mm-hmm. a short while there, but it was uh, it was good. It was a good
3: Disney. remake. Legacy of Kane, Silicon Knights. Anybody? <laughs>
0: <laughs> there Silicon Knights is dead, but, uh, but they yeah. won't be remaking anything, unfortunately. Aww. Thank you to Lewis and Ken England. And hey, we need more good Xbox trivia questions like that one. So can't be too obscure where nobody would possibly know it but also not too obvious. Just find it, find that nice middle ground. Send your Xbox trivia question to unlocked at IGN.com. Include the question for multiple choice answers. Note the correct answer in, in your email and include your name. And if you want, your gamer tag as well. And we'll play again next week. Uh, let's see. Let's just mention what we're up to. I told you I wrote that little op-ed about Bungie yesterday. So if you're curious, you can check that out on IGN, and you can follow me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Stella, how about you?
1: Uh, you can follow me everywhere on, at Parallax Stella. I also stream after work almost every day. Um, and next week, I believe I'll be putting out some new Apex news because the season 12 is coming up. So, yeah, uh, look for that on
0: IGN. Awesome. Destin?
3: Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Destin uh, You can order cookies at LeGuerreBakery.com <laughs> if you want some cookies. You can watch uh, YouTube at the Destin channel. And, of course, keep it locked right here on IGN.
0: I've got my vegan Legary Bakery cookies. <laughs> Since I cannot eat dairy, they are arriving tomorrow. They're somewhere between you and me right now. We're I in stock.
3: Wait. We're in stock in a local store, and the vegan are the most popular.
0: I wow, love it. And, awesome. and I know uh, you had mentioned this offer last week. You wanted to clarify, due to business things, they're only available in California right now. Is that correct?
3: Right now, I have to call, like, the FDA or something to ship, <laughs> to ship in the U.S. That's what the, the health inspector said or whatever. So, yeah.
0: So, the, so the, right now we want our California listeners to go to lagarybakery.com. Yeah. Is that yeah, the, for now. Okay. And we'll, yeah. for now. Miranda, take us home.
4: Yeah, you can find me at have the gross on Twitch at the K pretty much anywhere on the internet. Not really, just on Twitch, YouTube and not YouTube at actually. I, I'm just lying a bunch in this little send off. I'm sending you off with a bunch of lies. Anyway, uh, you can find me on Twitch at least and I'll be playing Dust or. That's that's not a lie. I'm actually going to do that today. And and uh, use our guides. Thanks. Oh yeah.
0: Death's door, one of the best games of the year last year. It's good to It's stuff. great. Thank you to Super Producer Kate, along with Destin, Miranda, and Stella. I'm Ryan. This was Unlocked Five Twenty Nine and we'll see you all again next week.